What's going on, world? It's the pregame party miss podcast. Make sure you follow me on that Instagram underscore DJ Chase on that Twitter at DJ Chase. That Facebook DA Real DJ Chase. Lock in with me. Enjoy your listening experience. I hope you guys are really, really enjoying the podcast. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy bringing you guys really dope interviews. So you know, have some fun. Tune in. Lock in. Yeah, the pregame party miss podcast. Let's get it. You are now listening to the hottest station, WDJC-DV, DJ Chase Radio, www.djchaseradio.com. Yeah, man, it's the only DJ Chase, Worldwide Sounds Record Zone, man. You're now locked in right here, 105.7 The Phase, man. Catch my show, man. I'm the newest member of the team, New York City, all the way to the ATL, man. DJ Chase, the pregame party miss podcast right here on Atlanta's hottest new station for indie DJs and artists. 105.7 The Phase. You know this, man. Greatness did this one. West over. Next level media. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> Texas just different. Hey. Yeah. 90 on the interstate. And they just dove to get the bread. Hey, you can have a bitch, I ain't picking up shit. DJ said my name, yeah, you know who I'm is. Ice on my finger, about to drip to my wrist. Hey, we came in the bag, fuck a list. Hop up on the couch, you make it bounce, and we'll go to the hotel and she put that pussy in my mouth. Hey. In every city, they gon' vouch. I'm with Hitman and Trilly, and the club look like a house. 380 and Nico got me popping in H Town. Showed up in a spaceship, you know that I'm space bound. Skirt bang on the way, hit the stage. I'm in Passion's Cabaret, and I'm faded, and we made it. 90 on the interstate. Pull up to the club, 10 cars deep. Spending all this money that we finna make. Yeah, the speaker's so loud that we can't speak. Ay, ay, 90 on the interstate. With a bad bitch and she a freak. Spending all this money that we finna make. She said that she feel me like she feel the beat. Ooh, ooh, 90 down the interstate. Built an industry, I innovate. She snatched my soul, I regenerated. That was a hell of a dinner day. Ooh, zoom, zoom, that's the fast life. Yeah, you ain't lived enough past life. Yeah, I could barely sleep last night. Hey, but I've been shining like a flashlight. They cut the beat, then I'ma bust it off the top. Then cuts out promoters and the cops. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fucking wreck. I need a mop. Set it down and open up shop. Next level. 90 on the interstate. Pull up to the club, 10 cars deep. Spending all this money that we finna make. Yeah, the speaker's so loud that we can't speak. Ay, ay, 90 on the interstate. With a bad bitch and she a freak. Spending all this money that we finna make. She said that she feel me like she feel the beat. Feel the beat, yeah.
Man, that's the one only DJ Chase. You know what it is, man. The pregame part of this podcast right here on WDJCDB, DJ Chase Radio, DJChaseRadio.com, DJChase.net, Audible, and 105.7 of Phase in Atlanta. But enough for all that, man. We got the CEO, the super artist, entrepreneur, the boss man, the boss Don, Next Level DJ Coalition. My guy Knox was popping. Man, what's good, my guy? It's good to see you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm chilling, man. Just grinding. 2023, you know, it's been a I had a rough la- rough year last year, but I still made it work. So, you know, I'm I'm here chilling, man. I can't complain. I see you. Listen, I, I gotta say that you probably hands down the most active as far as email blasts. Oh yeah, the yeah. Only, <laughs> the only people who come close is DJ Johnny Yo. Yeah, yeah. Because they do they do their conference calls, but it's not even. I mean, it's it's close, but it's you. You know what I'm nah, saying? Nah, I appreciate got, that. You, 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 yeah, you I'm. I'm. Re- I'm. Re- out. Yeah. Work every time I look up, it's a new mixtape, a new podcast, a new interview. So you know, really, really, that's that's next level. So thank you, thank you, Don. Nah, thank you for real. Like I, you know, it's crazy because mm-hmm. even when I, I've been doing the email blast since like 20. 2017 and no i probably yeah about no 2015 actually and nobody really kind of understood it and i'm like yo you have because i went to school for marketing so i know like you know all the early tr- the trends of it and stuff like that people focus so much on social media and i'm like no you gotta have a mailing list like your mailing list is your store like that's the actual store store you know yeah that's what this is this is jag behind me and yeah, I, was, popping. I was just showing him uh, you know, he, he he said, "What's poppin', Jack?" Um, I was just showing him, right, because we did just an email blast, basically about our battle that he had going on, uh-huh. and just him being in Atlanta. Like we linked up with Cassie, so we did an email blast, and I showed him as soon as I sent it, I opened up the receipts so yeah. he could see, and I think it was like within thirty seconds to a minute, where it was opened by Double XL and Source and complex it makes you more professional that's why yeah it makes you more like people to underestimate like walmart sends you email blasts like real businesses send email blasts they don't advertise on social media they send real email blasts so (laughs) that's that's really that's how i got i got several different email blasts set up Mm -hmm. like i got you know one that's this for my radio promotion company strictly Right, that all it is is BBS media-based radio stations. Mm-hmm. So when it comes time to leverage that, you know what I mean. We can we can shop it directly to the radio stations. We don't have to go through a bunch of middlemen or who. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. It's For funny. Sure. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna drop some big game here. It's funny, right? But that's what we're gonna get into. Yeah, yeah. So I want to get into your background. Hey. 
<laughs> I want to get into your background. This one real quick. I'm gonna drop this one real quick. Go on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So they say that you need a quarter million dollars to get your shit on radio to get it really, really played on radio. Not. I don't believe and that. I feel like honestly, if you know the right people, you can get it done for free. Ninety nine. Yeah. Well, definitely. You know what I'm saying, but anyway, I'm gonna I'm let you say. I'm gonna let you. <laughs> no, this is good though, cause uh, you know how it goes. A lot of artists they hit me up for different game and like, you know, what I'm saying, and having somebody like you, that they think, oh, you know, cause I'm here in New York, so people don't respect nothing in New York. So I'm like, listen, I got I got the big dogs that ride with me. So you know what I'm saying. But oh, I want to yeah. get into I want to get into your background a little bit. I want to talk about being from Wichita, Kansas, and you know how was it growing up in Wichita, Kansas, to where you at now? Like how was how what made you want to get in them hip hop from being from Wichita, Kansas? So it's, it's a little bit more complicated than that. I was I was born in Clinton, Oklahoma. Gotcha. My my parents divorced when I was nine years old. Yeah. And then I kind of started going back and forth. I moved out of my house when I was 14. Wow. So so I was like fully independent, dropped out in eighth grade, like by myself when I was 14. Yeah. And it was like, it was Oklahoma, then it was North Carolina, then it was mm. Virginia, then it was Arizona. And I lived in like a bunch of states. Then I moved to Wichita, Kansas. So I consider myself from Wichita, Gotcha. Because where I spent the majority of my adult years, mm. but I didn't grow up in Wichita. I grew oh. up kind of All a little over. bit everywhere. And, gotcha. and what caused me the the music started with poetry, mm. right? It started it started with when I was like a teenager. Yeah. I used to just have to vent all the frustration, all the shit that was on like my shoulders, and so I used to just write poetry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then my brother and a bunch of his friends were having a cypher. So I was basically watching all of them rap. And I had just came into town. Like I had come straight off the bus. Yeah. And like they was having a cypher in the apartment complex. And I walked up to them and I started rapping. And because I I, I could just see it was poetry in motion. That's all it was. It was it was yeah. the same thing as poetry. So as soon as I started freestyling, like everybody's mind was blown because I mm. automatically knew structure. I automatically knew punchlines and metaphors and similes and like, mm. you know, what people consider to be bars as a rapper, right? I had already developed that before I ever mm. even started rapping. So when, when they heard that and they reacted, I could see immediately it was different. You know what I'm saying? Like they reacted. I said something. I triggered something. Yeah. So that was kind of that was what caused me to be like, okay, damn, I'm gonna really run with this. I like how people react when I say things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. And then you started grinding. You sell your first mixtape in 1998, right? So you know that's that's kind of I, I was I was checking it out. I was reading it. Yeah. You know, say the first hand to hand mixtape in 1998. So what made you say, you know what, I want to do this professionally? Like we know, because you know, getting a job, especially back then, music music definitely wasn't paying what it is now. Um, especially being an independent artist. Like, what made you just want to take it like fully on professionally? It was it was so crazy. Uh, free Scudder P. So. So, uh, Scudder P, my friend, he, he always kind of like looked back at it and said it was the craziest shit I ever did. So I had a job <laughs> where I was making 
I was making 40,000, 50,000, 60,000 a year depending on what year it was. Mm. I was I was in like executive sales. I was I was working for a company called Static Control Components, mm. which is like uh the biggest company in the world that deals with remanufacturing toner cartridges. Gotcha. And I was I was a million dollar mover there. Like they gave me a $20,000 account set and I turned it into a million dollar a month account set. So I had a job yeah, and I was doing good, and I was I was basically at a point where I had a studio, and I was recording music for myself and for my friends, and I was selling CDs hand to hand, and I really didn't feel no pressure. I didn't feel stupid as shit I ever did, man. I didn't feel I didn't feel no pressure. I was too comfortable, and I told him <laughs> to shut up, and I said I'm gonna go ahead and quit my job. So that I am a hundred percent reliant. Oh yeah, that's on the music industry. So yeah. So the first thing I did. So one of the things I tell artists now is like, bro, the first thing you got to do get is a job. Find, like, find a way yeah, to get find a job, yourself, yeah. get yourself a job. Because yeah. I learned that from hard experience, right? Because I I did that. I did exactly. I quit my high profile, nice pain comfy ass kush living in a gated community driving a lincoln ls on rims <laughs> wearing a motherfucking flash jewelry already i yeah. hit that shit so that i would feel pressure and intensity to sell cds and and then i started printing up cds and going out every day and going to Walmart and the convenience stores with hand-printed CDs and pushing them. Hey, what's up, man? You listen to hip-hop? Yeah, I listen to hip-hop. All right, check this out. Here's this, here's this. And they'd look at me, and it'd, it'd be so condescending. It'd be so hating. It'd be, you know what I mean? It'd be like, yo, yeah. what the fuck? So, like, I went to the mall one time. I wrote a verse about it. I said, I love to walk away from haters, leave them staring at my coogees. If they recognized who I was, they'd stop hating and salute me. So, it was, it was like... It was like, I went to the mall and I'm sitting there because basically what happened is I'm trying to sell CDs and people are like, nah, I don't really fuck with it. I don't really fuck with it. So yeah, I'm yeah. like, all right, what can I do? So the first thing I did is I got up with DJ A Million and I got on Paul Wall's official CD. I'm track number six of I'm Throw. It's yeah. Paul Wall for five tracks and then it's me. I'm track number six. I'm the first artist other than Paul Wall. So now... I'm walking up to people and instead of saying, hey, do you like rap? My name's Knox. I'm a rapper. Check this out. What do you think? Let's put it in your CD player. Let's listen. Do you like it? Can I have $5 like I'm a fucking beggar? I, I'm, I'm, I'm walking up to him and I'm going, hey, you know who Paul Wall is? Yeah, I know who Paul Wall is. Bet. This is his CD. CD I'm on it. <laughs> I'm track number six. They're going to buy what it. What you trying to do? You want to buy it? And then, and it so so it was easier. It was yeah, easier yeah. to make sales. And then I got I got contacted by Jamie Foxx's protege, hmm. right? His name is Mirage, the R and B beast. But I didn't know that. He didn't tell me none of this shit. I got contacted by a dope singer, right? Now, mind you, I'm broke as fuck. I'm living in a trailer with a friend. I ain't got shit going on. I'm working at Wendy's, mad as hell in life. Begging motherfuckers to smoke weed with me. I'm, I'm like at the lowest point in my life. Mirage sends me this record, right? And he's like, yo, I heard you was hot. I heard you was popping on my face and all this shit. So go ahead and put a verse on this shit. 
the people around me that are that are with me, uh, this dude Nevin and 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 Nutso and my brother and Scudder and Lucchese, everybody is sitting here like, yo, this shit whack as fuck. It's commercial, it's R and B, it's lame as fuck. Don't waste your time. Don't that was do that was that, that was the time. That was the time though back then. That's how the music they wanted hard gangster rap at that they time. They wanted yeah. that hard, Harsh, and, and yeah, gangster rap. Yeah. So look, so I said, okay, all right, that's cool. Here, let me go ahead and record this. I yeah. hear what y'all saying, but let but this man stopped me out and was like, here, I want you to put a verse on this. And this is new to me. I ain't never experienced that. So I'm going to the studio. You know what I'm saying? So I did my shit. I sent it back to him. And the next thing you know, uh uh he sent me back the credits. And the credits say that this song that I'm on is co-written by Jamie Foxx and produced by Raphael Sadiq oh, wow. and for, for Bridgetown Productions. And I'm over here like, bro, this shit on real, ain't nobody gonna believe me. So I immediately register my shit with BMI, register my shit with Roby, <laughs> put my shit at allmusic.com and contact Mirage and ask him to do a drop for me and then mix the motherfucking drop into the song. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? To where he's, he's like, yo, this Mirage, the R&B beast. What up, Knox? I see you. You know what I'm saying? Then, don't, don't, don't hate me. Yeah. So now, I got a record that is co-written by Jamie Foxx. There you go. So I want to so ask now, this, right? Because I want to touch that. So now, at this time, you get signed to Got Money Records, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, okay. So you get signed. Now I want to ask because all this happened at the same time, right? So what right, made you start? The same time frame. Got you. So the Next Level DJ Coalition started in 2008. So you never actually DJed yourself. Never. So what? So what made you start a DJ coalition and with all of this going on and you never DJ? What made that happen? Like what possessed you to do that? All right, so. So all this shit's going on, and again, my life is crazy. I'm going through fucking <laughs> yeah. jail, yeah. going to dudes, out going to somebody else's house, homeless, sleeping in my car, whatever the fuck. But I'm, but there's like this, this constant. Okay, but you have to have forward momentum in the music industry. You have to do something. You have to. It, it, what it was is my dad, bro. My dad had a conversation with me, and yeah. and. and and it was really condescending and it was really heartbreaking, but it yeah. gave me my blueprint. When I was a teenager, when I was a young, young guy, my, my dad was like, okay, you want to be a rapper. And guess what? Millions of people not only want to be rappers, they've been wanting to be rappers since the 80s. Yeah, since yeah. Since the 80s. Since, the 80s, since yeah, yeah. before you were born, yeah. there have been people that have been yep. in their bedroom wanting yep. to be rappers. What makes you different? Yeah. And when my dad told me that, I took it as the blueprint. So I'm looking around and I'm saying, okay, we all rap. Every one of us rap. Mm-hmm. What can I do different? I can go to a studio. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm looking around in the studio. We all in the studio. We all rap. What can I do different? I can reach out to a producer who has industry credits and is producing for Travis Scott, for Nicki Minaj, or sorry, Travis Porter, uh, uh, you know, my dude Rio, right? Mm-hmm. So that was the first major, major producer I got that was my friend that was giving me $5,000 beats that he really sold Mike Jones beats for five racks, turned around and gave me a whole pack. That's you know crazy. what I'm saying? Like yeah, based yeah. on the love, based on the relationship. So now, 
I'm in the studio, I'm saying, okay, how do I compete with these other rappers? I got better beats than everybody. So, but now that means that now I got to compare to people with better beats and I got to say what makes me different from these people. So yeah. as I'm, so I'm sitting here and I'm just constantly trying to, okay, now what can I do different? Well, now I'm on Paul Wall CD. Now I got a song co-written by Jamie Foxx. So now what can I do? Now I get my shit mastered, right? Cause they don't mm. have their shit mastered. So I'm doing all this and I'm looking at the industry mm. and I start with my face. I start reverse engineering and analyzing rappers careers. I started with with I think like Meek Mill and I broke down Meek Mill when he first started popping like in 2009 mm -hmm. and I and I broke down his career to the magazines that he went to and the radio stations that he went to and then I reached out to the same exact platforms. Wow, okay. You see what I'm saying? Because now I'm looking that and that was basically my whole MO throughout my career is okay, I'm fixing to reverse engineer this artist and I'm and I learned that in static control. For real, that's mm. how I, I learned how to reverse engineer because static control components create computer chips. And we take the, the, the motherfucking computer chips from our competition, we bring them in, we hire engineers to bust them down, reverse engineer them, come yeah. up with the exact components of how to make it. Then we recreate it the day the motherfucking expiration expires on, on the copyright. You see what I'm saying? So, so I already know how to reverse engineer and how to analyze shit. That's crazy. So I took that into the music industry and I'm looking at people's careers and I'm putting them into spreadsheets to where I'm turning your career into a literal chessboard and I'm I'm taking down the moves and looking at them saying okay that's what he did I'm going mm -hmm. to do that okay that's what he did I'm going to do that so then I got to 50 cent right mm -hmm. I got to 50 cent I start reverse engineering 50 cent and mm -hmm. I'm looking and so the first thing that he did is a mixtape run Mm. That's the very first thing he did. He got yeah, all yeah, 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 yeah. I was here. I was here. I was here for it. That's my guy. So I seen that okay. from the beginning. I seen that from the beginning. That's my guy right there. So, so that's the first thing. Like the first major thing I did is okay. I want to do a mixtape run. So I start reaching out to DJs. Yo, let me get on your mixtape. Boom. Let me get on your mixtape. Bet that's a hundred dollars. That's a hundred dollars. That's two hundred. That's fifty. That's a hundred. So now I'm looking up. I'm on ten mixtapes, and I probably spent five thousand dollars or some shit. Like it's crazy, right? Like I'm on, <laughs> yeah. I'm on not twenty, especially, 20 mixtapes, especially back I, then. I yeah. Spent about yeah, especially yeah, about, back about then. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm on all these mixtapes, and I spent all this money, and I'm like, wait a minute, this shit ain't working. Mm. So that's when I said. What can I do to be able to get on mixtapes, but not have to pay money? And then I came up with the concept of support the DJs. Yeah, like yeah. Just, just really go all out and support the DJs. So I made like templates to where I could create people flyers and then, you know what I'm saying? And then I just started giving them the DJs, like here's a flyer. And then I'd find somebody who had a radio station. I plug them in with the DJ. Now the DJ got a radio station. And then, you know what I'm saying? It's like, at that point in time, the DJ is like, yo, what can I do for you? And mm. I'm just like, you play my music. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. It, it, Like, it shocks them, right? Because DJ coalitions charge money. Like, mm -hmm. it's a thing. It's a whole industry. Like, you have to pay 
to be in the DJ coalition to receive these benefits. So it's kind of like when they come up to me and they're like, yo, how much are dues? And I'm like, it's nothing. And they're like, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just do it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm like, they're, they're, they're like, well, what can I do? For I'm just like, just play my record. That's it. Yeah, yeah, and I was, yeah, and I was gonna ask you too. So, like, what artists you would say? Okay, because you know, a lot of the artists they like the name drops. So, a lot of people like name drops. So, who are some of the artists? Because I know you've been working with Webby. Uh, I know you just, I just seen a new artist, Jag, that you're working with. Uh, what are some of like art? Like, give me two artists that you work with. That you, I mean, excuse me, two artists that you help break. Excuse me. Oh, that I help break. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Trail Will Israel is the mm -hmm. first artist that I broke, right? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other shit going on, right? But yeah, Trail Will, you know what I'm saying? A hundred thousand to a million, no, yeah. no blue check to a blue check, you know what I'm saying? That's me on it. Um, so uh, other than Trill Will, um, P Gutter, P Gutter was. Mm signed to Def Jam and he was signed to Slip and Slide. He had a lot of complaints about the way that he was treated and he's went on record several times and said that, you know, the best decision he ever made was signing to real life music. Um, yeah. You know, and then... We get that, into that. We don't get to get into that. We don't get into that. <laughs> okay. so I would say, I would say artists that I personally broke would be, would be Trill Will and P Gutter would be... Got Got you. And what's the okay? So let me ask you this question because a lot of artists, I'm a DJ, so I know why it's important. But for artists, why, what is what is important? Why is it important to service your records with a DJ coalition like the Fleet DJs, the Coalition DJs, the Next Level DJs? Why is it important for artists? You know, because they think, oh, just going to streaming and things like that, and SoundCloud and, and all that foolishness. But why is it that so important to be part of, like, to have your record filtered through a DJ coalition? Why is that important? Well, okay, so first you you gotta start off with the fact that DJs are integral. When, when you're talking about DJs, you are talking about literally the hands of music. The, the, the people are touched by DJs. It's the DJs on radio stations and it's the DJs in obvious places like mixtapes. It's also the DJs in the clubs but then you don't think about where else DJs might be. It's the DJs at the magazines and the podcasts and the blogs and like all of it, like the whole yep. music industry yep. from the bottom to the top is saturated with DJs and with respect for DJs. So it's like these these local artists do not understand what what the, the power of a DJ is. So like, for instance, I've had a local artist turn me down for a Digiwax call, like just not want to do it when other people like Jim Jones or Have like to do a corrupt drama. drama. They they do free DJ calls without a, without blinking. Without blinking because without they blinking. understand that yes, there's there's 30 DJs on this call and it's worth my time. There's 30 people on this call, but those 30 people are the people that are connected to the streets in these different areas and the artists poison themselves they prevent themselves from growing because they don't have the ability to give anybody else recognition all yep. they see themselves, just themselves they just yep. see the entitlement oh i'm the artist i'm i'm gonna be so big you just have to play my music and then i'm gonna be famous and i'm it gonna work like that you got you got to make yourself famous that's and that's what like, i know you want to drop some so many gems and it's like you know i tell people all the time because you own not only just the next level dj coalition but you also own real life records you actually give out 
advances. You really give out advances. You know what I'm saying? You're not just some, you know, and they get a big benefit from what you do. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I remember- Well, not, what, not advances. So we don't, we don't yeah. give out advances. Yeah, yeah. But we give out the entire- Yeah process of breaking records so yeah. instead of instead of giving you ten thousand dollars break it down break it down break it down break it down break right? it down like like drake just went on went on record now we know yep. that drake cost thirty thousand dollars that was it i was fucking shocked yep. right but when when drake just went on stage and said little wayne when you gave me and my mom this thirty thousand dollars Yep. It changed our life for six months. So that tells me that that Drake cost thirty thousand, and that no money was generated for six months, and that they relied on that thirty thousand dollars for six months. Yeah. I mean, this is this is reverse engineering. You see yep. what I'm saying? Using logic, reason to be able to say, okay, this is this is the reality of the situation. Yeah. So let let's take that number. Let's say thirty thousand, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of giving you thirty thousand mm -hmm. dollars now if i give you thirty thousand dollars in a branding deal it's then up to you to take that thirty thousand dollars and use the brand that i gave you and do something with that i don't turn, care turn that 30 and turn that 30 into 60 turn that 30 into 60. that's up to you right yep yep so but if not then you ass out and 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 your deal is gonna fall through yeah now most artists don't know what to do with the thirty thousand. Nope. But if they're smart, they spend it on promotion and marketing, yep. right? So they spend it on servicing records to DJs yep. and on getting records on mixtapes and on podcasts and radio stations. That's their whole budget. Now that means that if you if you really vested in this shit, that now now let's say that you a twenty five to to thirty five year old artist, you've been doing this for five to ten years. You've spent a hundred thousand dollars and now you are starting to see the light that there is no return that these things do not add up you're smart enough to be able to look back and say i'm in the exact same situation as i, I was when i saw started years five years ago yep yep exact same situation and i tell artists this all the time like your bottom line like excuse me like you said with reverse engineering your bottom line is your shows and then even with because i remember the other post that you posted you were talking about um artists not even registering on a sound cloud i mean sound exchange properly and i'm like do y'all even know what sound exchange is like do you know the function of it it's not just ASCAP. it's not just dish like to me i love distro kid for what it provides but distro kid really messed the game up because these po these artists don't even know what the mlc is they don't know what harry fox is they don't know what the music reports is they don't even know hell you don't even have to sign up with them you can get a song trust account or a tune core account they don't even know the difference between a, a publishing administrator and none of that stuff so i'm like you know i think but that let me I, keep it real with you though let me yeah. keep it real with you all right you're, get it. You're, they don't they don't need to you're you're talking about artists that go yeah. on youtube download <laughs> the they have no right upload it to Twitter yeah. and post it on their facebook every day yeah. yep and that is their entire strategy yeah. so there's not going to be any money generated from publishing yeah. and there's not going to be any money generated from mlc or from song trust or anybody else because yeah. there's no there's no motion nobody knows what to do yeah. to break a record so everybody just does the same thing they and, and it's like how many songs can you record? This next one's gonna be different. I just <laughs> recorded and released 158 yeah. tracks. 
but this next one is gonna be different. And then they drop it and it sits still and it doesn't do anything. And then they go right back to the studio. Mm. They they wanna be rappers so fucking bad. They just wanna rap. They just they wanna be rappers and they feel entitled to the fame. What they don't want to do is mm-hmm. understand that it, it it's going to take a lot of work, a lot of thinking, a lot of thought, a lot of yeah. planning, yeah. a lot of scheming. Like you're gonna to have to have a whole team. Like it's not owed to you, yeah, and not, your music not. isn't good enough to get you in the door. I don't care it's how not. good your music is. So they don't they don't have no clue. Yeah, no I know, clue. brother. I know, I know. And with that being said, man, real life records. Before we get out of here. We gonna do this definitely again. We probably, we gonna probably do this every month because I want you to, to to really like break it down. Because some they listen to me, but I, I I'm not giving unsolicited advice in 2023. So, you know, uh, the new music that you have, the new song. I want to talk about your music career for a second. Uh, the, the single '90s is out. The album is coming out. How the album sounding? Man, listen, this shit is crazy, bro. I I really went into my living right now and just writing exactly what I'm living and then I started going to the best studios in the world you know I got records that are patchwork I got records because you're based in Atlanta right now right you're you're in Atlanta right now right yeah I moved to Atlanta nice yeah you know what I mean? Like really dedicated. Like really I'm right here. I'm in Atlanta. I got Jag in my crib. You know what I mean? Yeah yeah Copy, copy. And before we get out of here, man, we hit reaching the end of the mark because I got the the count. Uh, what I'm gonna say, uh, we like I said, we gonna do this again. Um, you know, my last question is, uh, what advice do you have for anybody getting into the? I always ask this question. What advice do you have for anybody getting into the music business right now? Man, the first thing I tell any of my artists is that you have to find a way outside of the music industry to be able to make money. Um, And then you have to understand what you're doing is you're trying to buy your way into a position that Mm. other people own and don't want you to have. (laughs) Yep. Once you understand that, once you understand that, then you can understand the game you're playing. Until you understand the game that you're playing, you are just having fun. My guy, Knox Bond, man, the legend himself. All right, so first thing at first, we're going to ask this, right? Real Life Records, are you signing an artist right now? What's up? Uh, RealLifeMusicLLC.com. And, and yeah, absolutely. I personally don't sign artists because I have A&Rs, and then the A&Rs have people under them. So, I mean, it's a whole, you know, I, I, I give people, um, like, record labels, and I create music executives out of people who work in cubicles. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, I just be like, I just pick people up and be like, hey, what's up? What you doing? You want a record label? And they be like, huh? And I be like, here you go. You sign the Universal. And they'll be like, what the hell? And then, you know, <laughs> and half the time they'll just be like oh shit i don't know what to do with it got you and then oh. how how can my djs link up with well you know what i'm gonna go artist base how, what no we're gonna do the djs first how can a dj sign up for next level dj coalition next level dj coalition.com uh and then there's a button on there that says dj registration and if you click on that, that'll give you the registration. Once you fill that out, you'll get a welcome email. When you get the welcome email, that's going to give you information on the sponsorship. So if you want to sign up for the sponsorship, then you just respond to the email and you let them know on that. Got you. Now, how can artists send you music to be serviced with the Next Level DJ? Um, we are an exclusive unit. We are not like other DJ coaches. <laughs> we are not to yeah. service music. 
Next yeah. Level DJ Coalition exists to serve Real Life Music LLC and the DJs of Next Level DJ Coalition. There you so, have it. That, that being said, <laughs> you know what I mean? it's, it's different. I'm telling yeah. you, it's different, right? Because I, I know, I know, I know. I don't. I, I mean, I don't. I don't give a fuck about your two hundred and fifty dollars. I got exactly. money, right? So it's like I don't want no competition. Right. So um, I do. I do big packages starting at twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, and uh, I do um, stuff like creative director for your campaign uh, that starts at about $2,000 a month there you go. Um, to, to be able to get you into a position creatively uh, and, and your brand into a position where you can be 100% organic without running any ads and without using any type of bots or any fake traffic, but you can actually activate the people that you know so we teach you how to do that. We're like starting all the way at the top. We, we scrape everything and then we just show you, okay, moving forward, this is what you're gonna do. You know what I'm saying? So, and as, as an artist, I have 5 million streams. I got a million streams in 41 days on Spotify and yeah. picked them off. Light you know work. what I'm saying? Light so work. I, like my last video did 500,000 views just based on we just dropped it and like didn't even, didn't even really run with it. We just, we was just like here, we just gonna give y'all something. So um, yeah, reach out to me. I do, I do record deals and I do, I do promotion and marketing on a higher level. Yep. Um, I, I don't deal with none of the none of the little. Oh, you give us money and we're gonna make you feel good about yourself, and we're gonna yep. put you on a radio station with no listeners. Like we don't do none of that. Yep. Um, you know, if we can't actually have an impact in your career, then we don't want your money. So, so you know, get at me. Um, Noxbond N O X B O N D on Instagram. Uh, Noxbond Music at gmail.com and you know just. Let me know what it is that you're trying to do. If you're trying to sign a record deal, go to reallifemusicllc.com slash distribution. And that's going to break down all the terms and let you know, like, we have, I think we collect more money from, we collect money from more companies. I'm pretty sure than anybody. Yeah, yeah. Because of our distribution deals, we have over 70 companies. That we, I've heard people be like, yo, there's 13 income streams and this and that. Nah, like, way more than that. Way more than that. Way more we than do, that. We do licensing deals every like every month. People just hit mm. me up and they're like, yo, we got a new bike company that's going to have music on the bike company. So we, we need your music. And I just sign a contract and be like, boom. Yeah. And I make a little announcement on Facebook. And we it goes crazy. Have actual, we have an actual deal with Functioning Facebook. label. Functioning label. That See, that's what I try to teach artists. I'm like, listen, even like with me in New York, like a lot of people think, you know, I'm, I, it's just a two man team. But I'm like, listen, we like every artist in New York, I've DJed for like some capacity. I've probably broken them somehow, some way, like literally every artist in the city of New York. So I'm salute to you. You know what I'm saying? Real life uh, records, LLC. You know what I'm saying? Like just the, the mindset of it is just, you know, like basically you get it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You get it because in New York is tough, yeah. but you know, it's the same thing. You're functioning record label. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. Like you do big business. You do big business. <laughs> oh yeah. We got, we got big deals business, with yeah. Meta. We got deals with Instagram. We got yeah. deals with TikTok. I mean, I have an actual record deal with TikTok, Sound On Global. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then I got, I got a record deal with Universal through 5050, um, Zarafat. And then I got a record deal through TSO Music Group. Shout out Pesh, live mixtapes. You know what I mean? So yeah, we do. We we have over 70 branding deals. Um, you know, we work with heavy hitters music group. We we really 
we're we're what's called an artist development company. And yes, sir. I'm pretty sure we're almost one of the last ones. The other ones, oh, they charge they need money. It. They need they it. Start, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole, you pay our rent and pay our Maserati payments and shit. And then we just da-da-da-da-da. Post, like, post you on Instagram. Yeah, you know how I go. You know the, you know the deal. We out of here, man. My guy Knox Bomb, the new single. Knox Bond, excuse me. The new single out now, 90 on our streaming platform. The album is coming soon, man. It's DJ Chase, the cold next level coalition, D- next level DJ coalition, uh, 105.7 the phase in Atlanta. The pregame party was podcast on my station, WDJC, DB, DJ Chase Radio. You know what it is, man. We locked in. That's the pregame party was podcast. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's the one only DJ Chase, man. You know what it is, man. You're now locked in. DJ Chase Radio, the new, new audio home for the creative, man. Keep a lot stream 24-7. Let's go. We are lit. 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 Keep it lit. You are now listening to DJ Chase Radio. Turn your radio up. The home of the creative. Tune in 24-7.